Instagram stories. <laughs> I don't know why I yeah, struggled you... with that so much. <laughs> you made me second guess myself too. <laughs> Welcome to the Teen Life Podcast, where we believe that teenagers are not a problem to be solved, but we are here to help you equip teenagers through the power of connection. I'm Carly Duke, and with me is Chris Roby. Hey, guys. Chris, there's something tomorrow that we need to talk about. Okay. That I do not celebrate, but a lot of teenagers do, and yes. a lot of other people do, and that is 420. 420, yep. 420 at 420. 420 at 420. Mm -hmm. Now, if you are listening and you have no idea what 420 is, welcome to the podcast. We're so glad that you're here. <laughs> yes. And this conversation today, we want to talk about marijuana. Mm -hmm. Because 420, let's talk about 420 first, and then we'll kind of get into some marijuana mm -hmm. stats for okay. you. I didn't know. Do you know where 420 comes from, Chris? Like where that term come from? I've heard so many different explanations. This seems like like one of those terms that like lives in infamy and no one actually knows what it right, does. Right, right. I mean, I've heard this as Hitler's birthday. Yes. Yeah, I've heard that one. I'm not sure what that has to do <laughs> <laughs> with. Yes, but I do know that's Hitler's birthday. <laughs> I looked up, I feel like this is a good source, history.com. That's where I found this, I feel. I, I would hope they were somewhat reliable. <laughs> I would hope they're reliable. So apparently this term came from a group of California teens in the 70s. There was this lost crop of cannabis. Is that the plant? Yes. This shows. I did Boy, a lot we, of research are... and I did not actually <laughs> do the research on the plant. That's uh -huh. a whole different thing. Anyways, so there's this lost, abandoned cannabis crop that they tried to find. So every day at 420 after school, they would get together to go find it and to also smoke pot. <laughs> so they would, their deal was 420 and they met at some statue. So then it was the location, but it shortened down to 420. Now it's a way for teens to talk about smoking, sometimes without parents or teachers knowing. But at this point, surely a lot of people know what that is. That's not a secret anymore. It sounded like you were describing a Scooby-Doo episode. <laughs> <laughs> I guess yeah, Scooby-Doo apparently is linked to sure, pot sure. smoking too. But, but it's now an unofficial holiday for smoking, celebrating marijuana, and also advocating for the legalization of the substance. But just know this is a day where stereotypically you will see a lot of weed smoking. It's going to be the new St. Patty's Day at some point. You exactly. Know? Yep. So if you're listening and you're like, ah, drugs, we've talked about this. We talked about some drug slang. Mm -hmm. But I thought marijuana was worth talking about on its own because it's the most common drug used by kids 14 and older. Yeah. And just to, just to add, add on to that, we re-released a podcast over the Christmas break uh, yes. from Sarah Kaler on substance abuse. Uh, we didn't do a, a super deep deep dive on marijuana on, on that one. She, she mentioned a few things, but this is one of the reasons why is to kind of get a little bit deeper research on that. Yeah, that is a good one to go listen to. Mm -hmm. I'll link that one. But just some interesting stats that I found. Teens are getting involved with drugs as early as sixth grade wow. or between 12 and 14 years old. And then something that's just interesting, and we'll talk a little bit about kind of how does this affect teens, mm -hmm. but kids who start using drugs between 15 and 17 are most likely to begin with alcohol. Mm -hmm. And we'll talk about that more on the next episode because that's a big one as well. But there's just some interesting stats as far as 
and research into the earlier you start, the more easily addicted you are. Mm-hmm. Even to things like weed, which most people think, well, that's not a drug that you get addicted to. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not necessarily the case. Now, just briefly to touch on before we go on, there are laws across the United States that vary differently. Mm-hmm. Texas does not have a lot of room, wiggle room mm-hmm. when it comes to marijuana at all. Mm-hmm. Um, CBD is okay, yep. but not anything with THC is my understanding. Right. And just over our border to the north, it's legal. Yes. So it's really strange how state laws vary. Exactly. So I'll post a link if you want to see across the states what your laws are in your state. But some states do have legalized marijuana for medical or recreational use. But something to note is you must be over 21 to purchase, possess, or use it recreationally. And that's pretty much across the board, right? Pretty much, yes. I looked Mm -hmm. at it. The age for medical marijuana use kind of varies state to state. But if you are allowed to legally do it recreationally, it is 21. Right. And so you hear our teenagers, we talk about it in groups a lot, but it's legal other places, just not here, especially since we're out of Texas, but it's not. It's mm-hmm. not for them. Mm-hmm. Even if they were in a state where it was legal, it wouldn't be for them when they are in middle school and high school. And there are some very valid reasons for that. Absolutely. So research shows that three quarters of adolescents believe that infrequent marijuana use does not harm the body, hmm. which is something interesting. A lot of times, um, Kids use it to relieve feelings of depression, anxiety. I know people who do it if they have learning disabilities or just are stressed about other things, but marijuana use can actually worsen mental illness and it can lead to addiction in some individuals. Now, and I'll jump in on that real quick. One of the things we, I know when I talk to students and the, the, the evidence on marijuana being addictive is unclear from everything I've read. And so I would not get baited into an argument about that because um, the addiction side isn't necessarily the thing that we're people are most concerned about. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the development side. Yes. And so, yes, addictions can and sometimes do develop from marijuana, but just don't get too hung up on that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Because like you said, it says across some individuals, it's mm-hmm. going to vary from person yeah. to person. Mm-hmm. One thing I thought was interesting is that research shows that having peers who use substances is one of the strongest predictors Mm -hmm. that a teenager will also try using that drug. Very social drug. Yes. And so if your teenager is saying they're not, but they have lots of friends who do, that is something to have conversation about because that's a strong predictor that at some point they will try to use that. Now, when it comes to marijuana... I'm not going to make any judgments, but some people might be like, well, we did it or our parents did it or that was this is a drug that's been around for a long time. Mm -hmm. It's different. Mm -hmm. And between 2000, wait, sorry, 1995 and 2018, the average THC concentration in leaf marijuana increased nearly fourfold. Wow. So it went from 3.96% to 15.61%. So this is higher potency stuff. And like we talked about last episode, if you listened, we kind of briefly mentioned this, but it's different for what your kids are getting, Mm. especially if they're getting it illegally. And it's not regulated like some of the other things that are accessible. And that's just between 95 and 2018. That's that's pretty recent. And so for 
uh, even parents who might have indulged back in, you know, 60s and 70s or whatever, or like m my parents or whatever, I don't I don't know what the n numbers are from back then, but that, that was nothing compared to what is out exactly. there Exactly. And higher potency, that is associated with severe dependence, and it's also increases the likelihood of teenagers to develop psychosis or an anxiety disorder based on this. So like I said, when people are talking about, well, it doesn't, and like you said, it's by individuals, so don't get hung up on this. But when people say it's not addictive, they're thinking back to when it was very much a different kind of potency. Mm -hmm. And so we're seeing different effects on our teenagers. Um, something just to mention, like I said, marijuana is something that's not regulated, and especially if you're in a state where it's not legal because they're just getting it from people on the street probably. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so this is a dangerous thing. They don't know what's, what they're putting in their body. Even edibles, they have no idea what's going on and what they are ingesting. And so it's something to talk about from a safety standpoint. Um, when it comes to short-term effects, there are a lot, mm -hmm. but weed affects everyone differently. Mm-hmm. And so this isn't necessarily going to be across the board. Um, but some common ones, an accurate perception of time and sounds, slower reaction time, especially if you're driving, problems with memory or learning, poor judgment, increasing the likelihood of risky sexual behaviors, panic attacks, suspicious or distrustful thoughts, or seeing things that aren't there, other symptoms of psychosis. Yeah, and, and when you talk to uh, marijuana users, especially adolescents, it's a... Uh it's an escape mm -hmm. drug, right? And and they'll and they'll readily admit that, um, and you know that inaccurate per perception of time and sounds, slower reaction time. That's kind of what they're going for, right? <laughs> to, yeah. to 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 dip out for a bit. Um, and those that's a that's a place to have conversations because those short term effects are what they. That's why it's not it's not just because it's a um, a bad habit, like they're, they're, they're numbing or escaping something, but to have that conversation is all right. Well, when you come back out, are your problems still there? Mm -hmm. or are they not? And you know, when you, when you can sit with a teenager in a lucid moment like that, they can identify, yeah, the problems are still there. Yeah. That's just a way for me to get away. Well, and addressing the problem instead of just addressing how they're handling the exactly. problem is what mm -hmm. needs to happen. But those short term effects, where it gets especially dangerous is because marijuana is the drug most frequently found in the blood of drivers involved in and often responsible for car crashes. Wow. Um, that stat a little bit shocked me because yeah. I, I would think alcohol. Yeah, I mean alcohol has has the bad rap on that, obviously. But um, yeah, so if you're if you um, have slower reaction time, <laughs> yeah, you get behind the wheel and you're seeing things. And yeah, yeah. That's a bad, that's a bad situation. And so I think often we talk about alcohol and our teenagers who are driving, but this needs to be a conversation too, because it's very dangerous. Now, when it comes to adolescents and young adults, they are the most vulnerable to the harms of marijuana because, and like Chris said, go back and listen to that substance abuse one, because she talks about some brain stuff that is mm -hmm. a little scary. Mm -hmm. In a good way, but substances like marijuana directly interfere with brain development, especially the parts of the brain responsible for decision making, reward seeking, and impulse control. Right. Which, if you're thinking about a teenager, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, and you think about your uh, highly potent version of marijuana we have mm -hmm. now intersecting with a developing brain. Yeah, that's really scary to me, and and it permanently rewire some pathways that would have otherwise been laid in a 
more positive way. And so um, those are the conversations I have a lot with teenagers about this when they want to engage me with on a debate with this whole thing. The evidence is piling up that this is a bad this, this is a bad habit for an adolescent. Mm-hmm. Now, just some red flags. Teens are good at hiding this kind mm-hmm. of stuff, but maybe some red flags if your teen smells like incense. If you know what that smells like, if you know the smell of weed, mm-hmm. maybe ask some questions. Mm-hmm. If they're using a lot of eye drops, if they're chewing gum, reading breath mints very frequently, those could be signs of drug use that so, they're trying to cover something up. So what, as helpers, as parents, what what can we do here? Because, um, you know, this, with, especially with laws changing, um, access is just going to increase yeah. to this. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what are some things that we can do? I think you need to talk about drugs with your teen. Mm-hmm. I also think you need to talk about it more than once. Mm-hmm. This isn't, we talk about this with every topic. You don't need to have one conversation and think it's done. Mm-hmm. You need to continually be talking about this. And I think too, this is um, from a societal level, just talking about drugs. We've really fumbled this one. Yeah, There's a lot of evidence that even just the the way that the conversation around drugs, like the war on drugs in the 80s and how it's disproportionately affected a lot of different people. Um, it stigmatizes conversation where basically as a parent, it, it's very it's almost like the pornography thing, it's like not my kid, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and so the conversation's just not had um, or talked about, frankly, within a family. And so having having that conversation about drug use and just the the whys behind it, because it's not, we, we don't, we don't smoke a joint for no reason. Mm-hmm. There's a reasons behind it. There's some pain we're escaping, where there's some, something we're trying to numb. Um, and so having those conversations is really, really important. Yeah, I agree. And that's what, kind of to close on this conversation, focus on choices and behavior. Mm-hmm. Um, try not to shame. I know that might be difficult. Try to be shockproof. We talk mm-hmm. about that a lot when you're talking to your teenager, if they do admit something to you, or if you do find something but to really try to focus on, okay, but what's going on behind the scenes and how can we fix that mm-hmm. so you don't feel the need to continue to use drugs to cover something up? Mm-hmm. For the trend this week, Chris, TikTok is rolling out a new feature. Have you seen it? You're a TikTok user? Yeah, but I have no clue. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it all, it, it all, it, I know what we're talking about here, but it all kind of looks the same to me, but I have something to look for now. Yes. So something popped up on my TikTok the other day, which is that TikTok is launching a stories feature. Hmm. So apparently they've been testing this out for a while, maybe even a year, but they're rolling it out to people. So I don't even know if everyone has it yet or if just a select number of people are starting to see it as they test it. That's usually how this works with Mm -hmm. social media features like this. But it will have the stories will have all the same features as a regular TikTok, but it will disappear after 24 hours. Hmm. So similar to Instagram stories. <laughs> I don't know why I yeah, you, struggled with that so much. <laughs> you made me second guess myself too. Um, similar to Instagram or Facebook stories. Yeah, but, uh, but I feel like Snapchat kind of started that trend, yes. the, the disappearing content kind of thing. Yes. So for now, this does look a little differently because right now they're organically intertwined. Mm -hmm. Instead of Facebook or Instagram, you have to go to a specific piece of your profile to get Mm -hmm. to it. I think they, my understanding is they will just pop up like everything else. Or if you see someone that you follow and they have a blue circle around their picture, you can click on it and see their particular stories. So it is a little different, but TikTok is trying to take over basically. 
mm-hmm. because I've also heard that they are testing a feature where you can post still photos to your TikTok grid. Hmm. So That's Instagram. Very Instagram, yes. Shots fired. And so I just think this is something that social media has been doing this for a long time. They always try to copy each other. That's what Instagram did from Snapchat. Mm-hmm. They're trying to take, that's what Instagram did from TikTok when they started Reels. Mm-hmm. It's all kind of intertwining, but it will be interesting to see if students will start using this more than they're using Instagram or Facebook or Snapchat, some of these other ones. So this is a trend to watch. Are you planning on posting a story on TikTok, Chris? I have not posted anything on TikTok. <laughs> I, I, I'm a social media lurker. I kind of just- A lurker. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't really, I don't think I've got that, that that creativity when it comes to social media. I've got creativity in a lot of other ways, but like I watch people when they post things, I'm like, they get how this works. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I don't know, you know, and I've saw like, I don't want to post something if I don't really understand how it works kind of right. thing. Yeah. So this is one to do some research into. I'll post an article, but talk to your teenager about it because my guess is because it only stays up for 24 hours, more people will be posting mm-hmm. because it's not as permanent. It's not out there forever. And I can post something, but that also means that there could be some maybe dumb choices that are made because it's not as permanent and it doesn't seem like it's that big of a deal if it's only out there for a little bit. But if you're a uh, you know, tech savvy parent who has been listening to this podcast for a while, these conversations should already kind of be happening because yeah. you know th- this, is, this is not a new kind of feature. It's just new on the platform. It's uh, n- knowing, knowing how to handle that, those conversations with Instagram, with Snapchat will help you here. When I think, ask the first question to ask is, do you have access to stories? Have you heard about this? If you don't understand it and your teenager is good at this stuff, play the naive parent Mm -hmm. and go, show me how it works. Mm -hmm. I want to see one. And kind of start that conversation with your teenager, even if it's not theirs, like be like, hey, who do you like to follow? And as a Teen Life Podcast listener, you um, are hearing about this pretty early. (laughs) If this is is in beta testing with TikTok stories, you you might be (laughs) informing your teenager about it. Yes, you can look so cool when you tell your teenager about a new TikTok feature. You're welcome. We are ahead. For the tip, Chris, have you heard of the Libby app? Yeah, this is a big player in our in our house. Um, I <laughs> okay, my wife uses it a lot. I have not used it because I cannot find my library card. Oh no! <laughs> to put my library number <laughs> in, and we moved out of the city in which we had a library account. There you go. And I yeah, so I'm having to establish a new library card in our new city. So yeah, I, it's great. I, I, I've I've heard a lot about it. Yes, so the Libby app is something I use a ton. And I feel like I talk about this to a lot of people and so many people don't know it it exists, Mm -hmm. which makes me sad because it's such a cool feature. So unfortunately, I feel like libraries aren't as cool as they used to be when I was growing up. We used to go to the library all the time. Mm -hmm. People don't want to get out and go to the library anymore necessarily. Mm -hmm. Still great. Visit your library, please. Absolutely. But the Libby app is an app that connects to your library card and lets you check out ebooks and audiobooks. They have magazines on there. And what's really cool is you don't even necessarily have to go into your library. Some libraries will actually let you have e-cards mm. that you can sign up for online. Um, I think I have three different library cards <laughs> in three different cities. <laughs> all right. All right. But I did one of them, like I got one from Fort Worth because that's where I live. And I had it for a year and then I had to go in person and like re-up it. Mm-hmm. It was a very easy process. 
but similar, you could put holds on books if they're being used. You check them out for two weeks. You can read them in the app or send it to a Kindle if you have a different device. But this is a really cool way to encourage reading, especially for teenagers who don't have money to spend on a lot of books. And to be clear, there's a, this isn't like Amazon or like Audible where if it's there, you just listen to it. There's a limited supply, right? Yes. And so people check these out and or put them on hold. And so some books might not be available at certain times, but I believe you can sign up to like kind of be on a waiting list, right? Yes. Or if so, you put it on hold, you're on a waiting list, right. but they have different, they've got cool features in there where you can create different lists. So if you want a book list of like, when someone tells you about a book, you add it to your bookshelf hmm. and then you can go through and be like, is there, are any available? Great. If not, put it on hold. Sometimes I'm on hold for a week. Sometimes I've been on hold for a book for literally months mm -hmm. and then I forget about it and it pops up. But I love it too because I like audiobooks, but I don't necessarily want to pay for audiobooks yeah, all the time. Yeah, they're expensive, yeah. And this is a really cool way to get audiobooks and they have all kinds of books. It's not just novels, mm -hmm. self-help books. Maybe this is something if you have a long car ride ahead of you or a road trip, especially for this summer, get an audiobook and listen to it as a family. And this could be a really cool way that is a good resource for you and for your teenager if they don't know about it. All right, that's a wrap on this one. Thank you so much for listening. A special thanks to Carly Duke and to Kelly Fan for producing this podcast. Also to Luke Cabrera for our awesome podcast music. If you want to know more about Luke and his music, check out his contact info in the description. Well, this podcast is for the helpers and we really hope you feel helped. If there's something we haven't talked about or a topic that you're really interested in, email us at podcast at teenlife.ngo and we will do our best to get to that topic. We will see you next week.